0: This is Fullness of Life, discussing topics important to your life of faith and ways to grow in a life of grace. Join us each month as we inspire listeners to a deeper relationship with the Lord to live His fullness of life. Now, here's your host, Letty Medina.
1: Welcome, everyone. This is Letty, and um, I am here on a Friday afternoon. This is the first time that I'm having my show on a Friday afternoon, Um, and we're actually going to be focusing on a different topic, but a very important topic for living God's fullness of life, and that is... Um, focusing a bit more on understanding the enemy and the darkness that comes against the children of God as they are trying to seek God's will and live that fullness He calls us to. Uh, In the studio today with me is my dear friend Deacon Tom who works on behalf of the Archdiocese in prayer ministry to help people um, with all sorts of needs in in prayer ministry. Um, And so Deacon Tom has experience in this area of, of you know ministry and so welcome Deacon Tom.
0: Thank you Letty, for having me and hosting me and allowing me this opportunity just to uh, share with people some of the you know some of the obvious and some less obvious uh, pitfalls in our faith that really um, prevent us from living that fullness of life and opening ourselves up in our hearts and our souls to things that we really don't necessarily always recognize and prevent us from living uh, a life of joy and happiness.
1: Absolutely, and I think that what I have seen um, since I had my major conversion 23 years ago and as I've learned to kind of speak to people about the spiritual journey and um, try to help people to, to turn back to the Lord if they've kind of fallen away is that oftentimes I encounter people who don't even recognize that the enemy is real.
0: Absolutely, you know, that's one of the, the things about uh, evil, and certainly Satan, is that, you know, the more that he can obscure the way in which he acts, the more leverage and power that he has in people's lives.
1: Exactly. Yeah, he likes to hide, and in uh, and that way, if he's hiding, uh, he has an ability to exert influence on people without them even knowing it, right?
0: For sure. And so one of the most common things, especially during this time of m- month of October, is that we see... Many many Catholics, especially as well as many people, you know, in in you know our culture, that open themselves up and turn to various forms of what we consider to be entertainment that have really negative effects on, in terms of our spiritual life, and and they may not necessarily be so obvious, but at the same time they leave a real lasting mark, and so some of those things, for example, um, are you know some of the horror flicks uh, that are popularly watched during this time of year. It's very, very common, especially in you know my areas of ministry, to be able to go into people's homes and to know that some of those things have been watched on their televisions. Yes. And, <laughs> and that they've opened themselves up and their, their families and their children uh, to images that are lasting. And I can speak to my own personal experience. There are still images that I have in my own mind from things that I watched when I was very little, unbeknownst to me, that are still just as vivid today as they were all the way back then. And the only way that you can necessarily attribute to that powerful of an image is it's like a scar. Yeah, it, It's something that has really been almost burned into my memory that I can uh, not forget at this yeah. point. And yeah. so we need to be careful, especially as parents and certainly as, as Christians, as to what kind of imagery we allow ourselves to be witness in, and to partake in.
1: Yeah. And Okay, full disclosure, <laughs> Deacon Tom came to my house, and he came to bless it, and um, actually, at that point, you weren't a deacon, so you didn't come to bless it. That first time you came was to just talk with us about some of these things, and, and he quickly shared that um, our television, he could tell, had been <laughs> used to watch some of these not-so-great films uh, that opened, uh, you know, Doors to Darkness that we shouldn't be opening. So, and, and I had a, you know, we have four children, and uh, one of our daughters in particular was very <laughs> intrigued by some of these scary movies, and she had no idea that that was possibly opening a door to darkness in her life, and you had to kind of counsel her on that.
0: Absolutely, and so these things naturally draw us in. Yeah. There's a certain emotional and spiritual appeal, so to speak, um, to watching some of these things, and we're... we're naturally intrigued sometimes by how darkness and evil works despite the callings and and the pleading of our lord to avoid these things in our life we still to some extent for whatever reason feel that that there's an enticement there
1: oh for sure um so what does the lord say if we look at philippians 4 8 he says finally brothers whatever is true whatever is honorable whatever is just whatever is pure whatever is lovely, whatever is gracious, if there is any excellence and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, right? Like that is such a beautiful call from our Lord to really focus on what is good and holy and will raise our minds to things like him, right? And yet we like to be pulled down into the muck of the darkness sometimes.
0: For sure, because sometimes those things can be fun. Mm-hmm. Right, we we gather, and usually they're a social element, right? You know that, especially you know in those teenage years, that you know teens gather together and they watch these things and they and they do it in the name of entertainment. And as parents, oftentimes we allow these things, you know, because we don't want our children necessarily to to have to deal with the repercussions or the social you know ostracization, right? That oftentimes comes when we don't allow our kids to participate in these things. Um, even though we know deep down inside that they're not necessarily wholesome.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I remember that one of the early discussions we had as you <laughs> started working in teen ministry and you got to be kind of a mentor to our oldest daughter um, was her, her her interest in going to haunted houses, right? Hmm. And that was, can you share a little bit about sure. that? Sure.
0: Uh, you know, and, and a lot of actually what I've learned um, is particularly with haunted houses, actually became uh, shown and revealed to me through someone who is actually very deeply rooted in the satanic church. Yeah, And it was their specific purpose and mission to go to haunted houses and to actually craft spells and different things because when you enter into those things, when you enter into those houses, you are purposely entertaining the spirit of fear. Yeah. That is the sole purpose as to why you're actually going, and so by allowing your heart and your soul to be open to it, it's it's an open invitation for those things to obviously continue to be present in your life. Now, I'm not going to tell you that everybody who goes to a haunted house ever gets spiritually afflicted. Right. Fortunately, right, God protects many, many people. Right. Even when they're making poor choices in their life. However, I will say, you are rolling the dice. Every time that you entertain either a scary movie or a haunted house or an occult practice or whatever the case may be, you are rolling the dice that something may respond on the other end that may afflict your life for more than just that day. And it may be, unfortunately, sometimes a lifetime.
1: Yeah, no, I think it's really important. and th- So that's why we even decided to start hosting this special 30-minute um, feature uh, once a month on some of the practices that the enemy uses to lure the children of God away from what God calls us to and down these kind of dark pathways. And we often don't have a clue that they're really leading us somewhere, right? They're trying to lead us away from God. Um, and so I think, again, we're going to use this half hour every month to try and educate people, to try to bring up topics that are there's a lot of confusion around, and it's important for people just to con- continue to be open-minded and to do your own homework and learn, but uh, realize that we are speaking um, from... Uh, experience and from the teachings of the church this is all based on even recommendations from uh, there was a document that the Vatican put out about uh, you know occult practices things like that we're not just making this stuff up this is really based in uh, you know important understanding of this area of ministry and how to help people avoid the pitfalls that Satan will put out in the form of entertainment
0: absolutely and know we don't necessarily recognize some of the ways in which they operate and you know these things are not necessarily visible to our eyes right even though I I firmly believe that our hearts really know whether or not it's good for us or not
1: they do absolutely they do
0: but it's hard for us to be convinced that these things actually are part of our everyday walk of life yeah God does not separate right the, the spiritual and the physical Just like our human bodies, they are paired and linked to one another. Yes. We have angels that are operating in amidst us every day.
1: Thank goodness.
0: God's (laughs) servants right here on Earth are here to protect us. Our guardian angels, which are assigned to us through our baptism, are are here to be able to assist and aid our process of being able to walk that life of grace. But we also have to be open and receptive to their prompting and the directions. Yes. And so, unfortunately, many of us don't. And, but we need to recognize that there is truly a spiritual struggle that occurs all around us. And Ephesians 6 says, "'For our struggles is not with flesh and blood, but with the principalities, with the powers, with the world rulers of this present darkness, with the evil spirits in the heavens. Therefore, put on the armor of God that you may be able to resist on the evil day, and having done everything to hold your ground.'"
1: Absolutely. And again, you know, we we as Catholics need to increase our ability and our, our knowledge of Scripture, right? Because in Scripture, we find the living Word, who is Jesus Christ, right? And He speaks to us very clearly what He calls us to live. And we tend to maybe pick and choose oftentimes what we want to believe um, because... Uh, it's more convenient for us to kind of ignore parts of the Bible that are a little more challenging when it comes to oh come on that's really not that serious like it's just a haunted house what's the big deal it's fun um, but we're we're speaking truth to you about the reality that you know again if if it opens doors to darkness and spirits of fear and you um, scars your mind or your heart in any way then why would you ever go right and we should try very hard to encourage our children and our our loved ones to understand these deeper truths of the spiritual reality
0: and that i always share with people that the month of october is actually in many ways it's like the antithesis or the opposite of lent yes during lent we have many many catholics who don't necessarily always practice just Faith in in many ways, but yet they re- feel called to receive ashes. They feel called to yes. fast on Fridays. They feel called to spend a little bit more time in, in prayer yes. than they ordinarily would throughout the course of the year. And for some reason or another, October is the exact opposite. We have so many people who are good Christian, faithful people yes. who allow themselves, in the name of entertainment, to slide a little bit
1: yes you know that they
0: they they entertain these things and unfortunately you know they place themselves in a place of vulnerability
1: yeah no i know and um so again we feel called to come on the the radio once a month uh, just this half hour on friday afternoons to try and educate because again these are these are mysteries that most of us will never really fully understand because a lot of it you know it all happens in the spiritual realm of things and most of us us don't have the eyes to see what's really happening but if we become educated about the realities and why in the wisdom god has provided these truths throughout scripture throughout the centuries through otherwise um you know the saints have talked about the enemy uh, that a comes against us and works very hard to keep us from the path that God is calling us to, then we can defend ourselves and we can be more successful in making progress on the path of holiness, which we're all called to, and protecting our loved ones from the darkness that is increasing. And I think if anybody has eyes to see, if you look around our society today, right, there's increasing darkness. How many of you driving to work or, you know, going to visit a family member, how many of you pass that huge store that, there's they're all over the place now, Spirit of Halloween, right? They're Mm -hmm. everywhere. These weren't even in existence 15 years ago, maybe even 10 years ago they weren't in existence. Now they're popping up all the time because it's become such a popular way to draw people in to that Spirit of Halloween, which is all about darkness, witchcraft, sorcery, uh, demons, like that's what they're glorifying during that kind of focus. And so I,
0: I can speak from personal experience is that many of these things, they have a veneer to them. They, that evil is is glorified and it's made to some extent beautiful. Oh yeah. Wh- when in fact it is anything but. There is nothing beautiful about it. There is nothing that's entertaining about it. There is nothing that would ever want you want to be part of no but yet unfortunately we see that and yep. we're drawn to it but if you actually saw the reality it's like watching one of those movies without the soundtrack
1: yeah yeah
0: yeah <laughs> it's it's blood it's gore it's violence it's all of these different things that are not attractive
1: Absolutely. And so here's an example. Okay, so um, I had a colleague uh, when I was working in, in the indi- in, in industri- a commercial building or a commercial uh, company, and I had a colleague who had a son who went to go see uh, the horrible movie Saw. And again, roll of the dice, like you said, right? Now, this young man was probably more vulnerable, and he did not win on the roll of the dice on this instance, because after he saw that terribly frightening movie, he basically had a mental breakdown because he became so fearful that the man that he saw in that movie was after him that he started to become suicidal and he tried to kill himself. That's what happened to this man just from watching one scary movie. Now, again, I'm not saying that everybody's gonna have this outcome, but why take a chance on opening yourself up to that kind of fear, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Certainly, and why would we want to expose our children to these types of things? Right. Wouldn't we want to rather have them spend time in things that are beautiful, wholesome, good? There's enough problems that they face in this world, that they need challenges that they need to come overcome in their daily life. Why add to that pile?
1: Absolutely, yeah. And here, here's another personal example. And this is just again, I bet a lot of people who are listening in right now are going to relate to this. So, I personally used to be fascinated, fascinated with the um, 2020 uh, Friday Night Show, all about the horrible cases, the unsolved murders and things like that, like it was just fascinating to me to hear about these very dark stories that hadn't been solved, and it was like, who did it? And and it would draw my heart into that story, because I was so fascinated by how darkness could operate like that, right? But as I've grown in my relationship with the Lord, I can no longer watch that show. I cannot. Because it disturbs my heart, it disturbs my peace, it steals my joy. Because when I start focusing on evil and darkness like that, it's like, this is not of the Lord, this is not good for me to open it, be opening myself up to. So I, I can't even go to those shows anymore, thank goodness. Um, so I, again, that's an example in a whole different realm, but it's again focusing on something that is not positive, not good, like that scripture of. Philippians is referring to.
0: Yeah, and, and just place yourself in the context of whether or not we would want other people to view or consider the the death of somebody within our own family as a means of entertainment exactly. that they would tune into a morbid. television program. To witness and to watch the events of something that was so personal and tragic in your own life—it yeah. doesn't
1: make sense. It's very disordered. Now that I now that I see it from my my from from the grace of our Lord working in my life more, I can see how disordered it is. But for years, I really got drawn into it. So um, again, we're not criticizing people. We're trying to encourage and educate people that. God is calling us to something better. He's calling us to watch wholesome, beautiful things, and not to focus on ugliness and murder and darkness.
0: Uh, Let- just from Scripture again. You know, from First Thessalonians, it says, "Refrain from every kind of evil." It says, "May the God of peace Himself make you perfectly holy, and may you entirely, spirit, soul, and body, be preserved blameless for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ." Yes. I mean, think about you know entering into heaven. And finally, being there in the presence of our Lord, and having to to give account for all the things that we've done in our lives, everything that we've seen, everything that we've chosen, you know, to to make part of our everyday walk, these are things that I, I guarantee that we will certainly have to account for yes. in one way or another. And and more importantly, what is it that we really want or seek? Our Lord says repeatedly over and over and over in Scripture, Peace be with you. Yes. And fear not. Those are two <laughs> of the most common phrases in all of the Bible. And He says it over and over and yes. over again. It's because those things are so absent from our life, right? In terms of peace. Yes. And fear is so present.
1: Yeah, no, those are really important things to keep in mind. Um, And again, here's another scripture about um, in in, uh, the Old Testament, Leviticus 19.3, or 19.31, do not turn to ghosts or consult spirits by which you will be defiled. I, the Lord, am your God. Like, he's pretty clear. (laughs) Just don't go there. (laughs) Don't go trying to, you know, seek out Spiritual entities, just because you're curious. Curiosity kills the cat, right? Like we don't want to be curious in a bad way, um, and we just need to be more, um, more. You know, guard our hearts and our minds in our Lord, right? That's mm-hmm. how what we're called to do. Um, it's important that we learn and grow, um, especially as we journey towards hopefully, that eternal life that God wants to give us, um, but we have to seek Him. We have to seek Him first, and then He asks us slowly, over time, turn away from some of these temptations that may seem harmless on the surface, but they really are affecting your spirit, and I don't want you to be affected in that way.
0: For sure, and one of the things that we need to consider, especially uh, in your last point, is that there are many people during this time that they they think about their loved ones, the people that. past. right? And and they want nothing more than to be able to communicate yes. with them. Yes. And, and unfortunately, what happens is, is they start appealing to people who per se have that gift yes. and, and are able to, you know, tune in to people um, you know, from the other realm. Uh, unfortunately, there's no basis for that in terms of our chris- Christian faith. Right. We believe that once once we passed that that we're you know, move on from this life, right, into the next, and yeah. that it, it, God really doesn't provide many opportunities for that to occur. So then, who is that voice, and whether it be our loved ones or not, can we necessarily trust that? Right. Can we necessarily trust somebody who more than likely is not in tune with their Christian faith to be providing us answers or messages or communications from some unknown? source that yeah. can't be validated and so once again it's rolling the dice yeah we're, we're receiving things that most likely may even have some elements of truth right however it's not the fullness of truth right and that voice wherever it may came from, it can't be tested and it certainly can't be trusted.
1: Yeah, no, again, I have seen and, and met a number of individuals who again they're they're hurting, they're they're missing their loved ones. All they want to know is that they're okay. And and because they don't necessarily have options perhaps within the church to have that answer given to them, they turn to, you know, readers or mediums or whatever, and they just really don't know the dangers involved with that practice, right? Um, people who have call themselves a medium or, uh, you know, have some different kind of way of discerning whether a spirit is here or there or whatever, it, it isn't a Christian belief that we should use those kind of uh, practices. God is very clear about that. Um, we are to trust in the Lord, and we we are to pray. And we are supposed to just hand these loved ones over um, in obedience to our Lord and His love for them, because He loved them far more than we can, right? For sure. So it's really important for us not to open doors like that. And again, you know, when we talk about this fullness of life and understanding the risks that come against us, what we really want to focus on, you know, is that... Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior, right? And how do we live out that fullness of life is we build our relationship with him. He is our he is our he should be our everything, right? He he um he has to be the foundation of our life. He has to be the compass by which we navigate our path forward. He has to be our truth. He says, "I am the way, the truth and the life." Then let's follow him, right?
0: and our lord always has the answers always (laughs) always there's no question i mean he not only provides those things through scripture but he provides us the beautiful church right that that guides our our choices in terms of our morality and and our understanding of of where the spirit is is leading us yes And, and so there's really no need to search outside of those parameters
1: exactly and so what do we what does he call us to he, he calls us to a life of prayer right to pray so that we communicate with this beautiful living God who wants to be in communion with us he wants to communicate his love for us um, and and he calls us to a, a life of grace in the church which is to go and receive the sacraments right to go and receive the Eucharist which is his body, blood, soul, and divinity, to go to confession on a regular basis because we're all sinners, right? We all stumble on a regular basis. And, and so that he can really transform us and to, to be the people he has created us to be and not to be a shadow of what he wants us to be, right?
0: Mm-hmm. And true, true Christian discipleship is seeking after him. It's seeking after his love, his peace, his grace, all the good things in life are what he has to offer. And all of these other things that are really meaningless and trivial are things that we should simply just push out that we should do away with that we should permanently just release in our life and say, you know what? It is not worth my time. It is not worth, you know, the entertainment or the fraction of a moment that it may, you know, fill me up because eventually It's just going to bottom out, yeah. And so our Lord is there, really, just to give us that sustained joy, right? That that permanent life within us to be able to fill us up, and to allow us just to experience a life that is so worth living.
1: Amen. That's and that is the fullness of life He calls us to, right? So again, um, anyone who's listening in, you know, we know that um, as as we journey through life, right? We sometimes uh, make choices that we didn't even know uh, were not the will of God, right? Because we're still seeking and searching, and, and sometimes we open doors. So, you know, Deacon Tom and I wanted to just encourage people to keep tuning in every month as we come back and start focusing on a variety of topics. So we're going to talk about topics from uh, Reiki to... Um, the masonry to yoga to satanic worship like we're going to cover all sorts of topics that um the enemy uh uses to come against the children of god and it's about just equipping yourselves to understand how not to fall into the traps that he sets for us right
0: for sure Uh, go ahead and so we just really uh, our our prayer for you and for everybody here listening today is to simply know that god loves you first and foremost and that anything that's happened or transpired in your life or any choice that you've made can certainly be undone by him
1: amen there is nothing that we can do to separate us from the love of god nothing right and you know i know tom we only have about a minute left but you know you've met people who were involved in satanic worship and they finally find their way out and they f- they come running to the lord because they realize the errors of their ways right and there's suffering involved after you have made those bad choices There's suffering to come out of it but god's mercy will always be enough for you if you turn to him
0: and it is always worth it
1: always worth it for sure and so if anybody who is listening in has a desire to learn more has maybe thinks they might need help, Uh, we want to offer a way for you to reach out to the two of us. Um, You could always send me an email at letty, L-E-T-T-Y-M, at WSFIRadio.org. That's my email address here at the radio station. Or you could text Deacon Tom at 847-986-9188. Thank you all for tuning in. This is Letty Medina with Fullness of Life, and we are wishing you all his fullness of life. God bless. (laughs)